to Elevate. All right, we're back with our podcast, Follow Me to Millions, where we show you how like-minded real estate millionaires made their fortunes, and we show you the step-by-step process of how they made it from zero to millions, and if they can do it, you can certainly do it too. So this week's episode, I wanna talk to you about my uh, early stages of my career when I first started in real estate. Uh, I didn't know nothing about real estate sales. I didn't have, you know, none of my family was in real estate at the time. And, you know, I didn't have anybody to lean on, no friends, nothing. So I was, I was going into it blind. And the first week of real estate sales was, uh, that was 15 years ago. It wasn't easy. We didn't have the technology we do today. We didn't have the uh, marketing ability to say, oh, we want to narrow down who we want to speak with and to to a very pinpointed, you know, I want to speak with sellers or buyers or commercial or whatever it was. And we didn't have that back then. So it was really, uh, it was sales at its best and its finest, what sales is meant to be. Uh, Sales uh, back then 101 was like, here, sit down, here's a phone, here's a phone book, if you know what that is. If you're watching or if you're a young millennial, you probably know, they stopped making them about 10 years ago. So a phone book is literally like uh, a printed uh, book of, people in the city that you live in alphabeticalized with their phone numbers in it. And my first week in the business, it was Monday morning, I show up all eager, ready to go, just chose the company I wanted to work with, and the manager sits me down, opens up this giant phone book, which is like 10 pounds, right? It's it's huge, so we open this thing up, and sure enough, uh, I was like, what do you want me to do? And he goes, well, start at A, and work your way down the list until you get to Z. And then you go back again and start at A once that's all finished. Now, there's like, you know, millions of numbers in these things, right? So it's like, okay. So it takes no time to, uh, uh, sorry, it takes no talent just to open up the book and start dialing numbers. I literally had to dial, you know, like with my hand and say, you know, like 416 and dial each number. And, you know, the first um, day was rough. I didn't know what to say. Uh, The manager wasn't very helpful. And not because, you know, at the end of the day, they don't know what to do either. You know, if if their advice to me was to open up a phone book and blindly call people, that's not good sales training advice. But uh, that's what the advice was. And I took the advice because I didn't know any better. And day one was rough. You know, uh, eight hours of calling people, (laughs) literally nine to five I worked. I was exhausted. Uh, There was probably a thousand no's that day uh, because I didn't know what I was talking about. So the next day I go back into the office and I sit down and I was trying to get some advice to the manager, but like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that he doesn't know what he's doing, right? Um, so, so I'm like, I'm trying to get advice from this person, hoping he would spark something so that I can, you know, get some training and then get some sales and get some commission. And that's the whole point of being in sales. And so sure enough, day two comes around and, you know, we're starting at like, halfway down the A's list, so we haven't even got to B yet. And and we're uh, going through this list, and you know, halfway through the day, I'm still getting no after no after no, and I go to the manager, I was like, I was like, what, I, maybe I'm saying something wrong. Is there something you su- could suggest that I could say to these people where there might be a spark of yes or a maybe, or you know, these no's are very difficult to deal with. And you know, he said to me, he goes, uh, just keep dialing, someone will eventually say yes, and when they say yes, pass the phone to me and I will deal with them. Not knowing back then what I know now, obviously he was just wanting the, me to do the hard work and he does all the glory on the sale, but I said, okay. So um, I got uh, down through the end of the day, day two, and I got someone to say a maybe. Uh, and the managers basically said, just ask somebody if they want to sell their house. That was his training to me. Call as many people as you can, ask them if they want to sell a house, and if they say yes, pass the phone to the manager. 
So I finally got someone to say I might be interested in selling. So I pass the phone to the manager. He gets on the phone, not knowing what he's doing. And I don't know that he doesn't know because I'm so uh, green in the business. And, and I'm just like, he gets on the phone. I'm listening to him. And he's like, uh, do you want to sell your house? When do you want to sell it? Can we want to sell it? Can we come over today? Um, he was very aggressive and just like, like very uh, not how I sell, not how I speak to people. Uh, so it was very odd for me and off-putting, but I was like, well, maybe this is sales. I don't know. I know nothing about sales, right? I did it the hard way. I did it through trial and error, and I didn't do any sales course in, in school. I didn't do any kind of training. None of my jobs before this were sales. It was athletics. It was construction. I had nothing to do it. So, in long story short, uh, he didn't get the appointment, of course, because he didn't know what he's talking about. Uh, the Wednesday goes by, and Thursday and Friday, and like it's five full days of eight hours of calling people manually. Okay, so I'm literally like dialing and pushing numbers, and it's very, um, uh, it's very time wasting. It wasn't. I did nothing but. Uh, uh, annoy people uh, just like I get annoyed when people cold call me but I didn't know this back then I didn't wasn't thinking from the point of view of the seller I was just thinking from my point of view as, as the realtor I said I just want to sell and I wanted to serve I wanted to do it but I also want to do it for my benefit not for the seller's benefit so I didn't think about the inconvenience but I know what I know now obviously and you know I wouldn't do that but there are some early discoveries that helped me to not waste my time and more importantly the client's time when it came to cold calling so week two rolled rolled through and i said i really want to change it up this week you know i've always been one to adapt fairly quickly uh obviously week one didn't work so let's try week two let's try something different in week two i've always known that if the results are in the results you want then you're probably doing something the only way to change results is to change what you're doing to get those results so uh week two uh rolled by and i said instead of just point blank asking and just getting through these people to say <clears throat> to get to them to say you know you don't get yes or no like a really quick yes or no the reason why the training with back then was to say get to the yes or the no as fast as you can because it was all about volume right if you can get enough people on the phone call then you potentially have an option for someone to hire you Again, I didn't know anything back then, so I didn't realize that people want to hire someone they like, they you know they have reciprocity with, you know they have someone who they, they view as as someone who's going to give them information, proper information, someone who's competent. You don't get that by yelling at someone on the phone and saying, "Do you want to sell? You want to sell? You want to sell?" So at the end of the day, it got down to um, uh, week two was sort of came and went, but I had I had more clarity of what I was doing wrong and essentially I started asking the people I was calling I was really doing more research than selling which is probably uh, not what the manager wanted but I was doing it for my own good too. I wanted to learn and do it properly and I'd get on the phone with these people and just I just want conversations with them to say why doesn't cold calling work like why would you not want a realtor to call you and, and sell your house over the phone like keep in mind this is pre-internet uh, pre not pre-internet but pre sort of like websites pre-technology pre-facebook you know that none of that existed YouTube I think was just early on like no, nobody was going online to look for a home so it was a lot of word-of-mouth and referral uh, business people were hiring people it was prominent whoever had the biggest billboard and the biggest sign whoever could pay the most money for the advertising would usually get the client had nothing to do with competence had nothing to do with oh this guy knows what he's talking about this guy really wants something that I want so it had nothing to do with that back then so when it got down to it uh, week two it was really about my, my own personal education and what I found out and discovered was I'd call these people and say why like why don't you want to speak to somebody on the phone 
Like, why don't you want someone to come to your house and you know give you an, a value assessment on your property? And some of the answers I got were I made some notes here of this stuff just so I remembered. But uh, so I was thinking about I wanted to have this this memory fairly fresh. Again, it's been 15 years really since I did it this way. Uh, but yeah, there was things like uh, you're the fourth person to call me today because. <laughs> I was so green, I didn't realize. I was like, I must be the only one cold calling. I must be the only one this aggressive in sales who really wants to make it work. But um, it was, it was, you know, like fourth person to call today. Uh, you know, you guys called me last week. I said no, and you didn't listen. Now you're calling me again. So they they were they were annoyed by the call. Um, they they would say things like, you know, this is my this is my house, or they'd say, what what's the value of my house? Can you tell me on the phone? No, I can't. Well what's the point, right? And I'd say, okay, I'm just trying to get to an appointment. I don't want you coming to my house. I don't know who you are. So there's a lot of that. So I was trying to figure out a way um, around it. And so I, I discovered by accident uh, throughout the week that by the end of the week, I'd, I'd you know, some 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 time during during the week, I'd have these breaks, and I'd go on the MLS system, and I was trying to find you know real estate and learn a lot of things. And at night, I'd be looking on the system and trying to find out you know information about investing in real estate. Because back when I was 18, uh, if you don't know the backstory, I I knew I wanted to invest in real estate. I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't have the money. Not that I you need money to invest in real estate, but I thought you did at the time. And and uh, so I, so sure enough, so in the evenings I'd, I'd be looking for opportunities. So sure enough, I found a really good opportunity. And the Friday of the second week, I'd started calling people instead of saying, you know, do you want I want to sell your house? Are you interested? Can I come for an appointment? I said, look, I found this opportunity. Um, you don't know me, but I'm I'm in an office around the corner from your house, and I found this opportunity that's potentially good. Uh, both a rental property and you can just fix it up and, and uh, sell it for a profit. Would you be interested in learning more about the property? And it wasn't the third or fourth folk call. Someone said, yeah, I want it. I want it absolutely. And then part of that conversation was, would you be interested in selling your house? No, I'm not interested in selling my house. Um, so, and then the fifth call, and then I, I booked that appointment to see the property. And then I booked, you know, like the fifth and sixth and like 10th call of the day and the you know 50th call of the day. I got a lot more yeses that day. What I didn't know back then was the proportion of people in most cities, if you look at the homes versus the amount of sales, in the last 15 years, I think the lowest sales volume in Toronto was something like 70,000 sales in a a calendar year. Last year we did uh, 92,000-ish, something like that. So out of 3 million homes, 92,000, 70,000 homes on average, let's say it's 100,000 homes each year, out of 3 million homes in the city of Toronto actually sell every single year. So the percentage of someone who is interested in selling is a fraction of 1%. And when I didn't know back then was 99.99% of the time I call someone on the phone to sell their home, it's going to be a no. And what the managers didn't realize, they didn't know that either because they didn't know what they were talking about. They're just awful managers. But um, And their, their role was just to call and call and call because they, they wanted to be busy for the sake of being busy. They didn't want to be busy to actually do business. And the challenge with that was I said, well, if that's not working, let's do it my way. And then so week three came by. And of course, the, the managers, you know, it's Monday morning. They have this sales meeting. And they're like, okay, we got to do lots of calls today. And I, I suggested, I said, well, why don't we look at the buying side? No, no, you have to list to last. And they have those mantras that really don't make any sense to me now. But they did back then. And like, we're not, we're not buying agents. We're selling agents. And I said, okay. So they didn't listen to me. And then... I kept booking appointments all week 
to for buyers and buyer appointments and investment opportunities. And I started to see some nice traction and that traction led to sales. And these managers were like, well, what's Steve doing, right? So sure enough, long story short, they'd come back and say, well, what are you doing? I said, well, cold calling doesn't work. And I said, this is what I'm doing. And they started doing it themselves and they started training other people and they started to see some nice success. And then as the, as the months sort of rolled through into um, the new year and spring sprung, and I, you know, I, I was, I'd go back to the managers and I said, okay, you know, I'm seeing some success with this and you guys are seeing what I'm doing and how to get it and find the opportunity. Uh, I, I said, I said what, uh, what, what else do you have for me? What other training do you have for me? And they said, if cold calling doesn't work for you the way you want us to do it, why don't you go door knocking? It's like, okay, I'll try door knock. I'll try anything. I don't know. I'm so green, but I'm so eager. I'm 26 years old. I'm eager. It's, I just lost my you know, professional football career. I was so eager to make this work and so so hungry for the success. And and sure enough, uh, I didn't know anything, so I tried door knocking. So, so I started door knocking. And door knocking was basically cold calling, but rejection in your face with doors literally being slammed in your face. And I was like, this is obviously worse than cold calling. But I went back to the training that I learned myself of, you know, offering somebody an opportunity to invest in. So sure enough, uh, the door knocking, again, we sort of only did door knocking because it was nice weather out and you wanted to go outside and you didn't want to be stuck in an office all day, but it was okay throughout the winters kind of thing. Anyway, so so we get to these door knockers and you shouldn't be the first person. Um, well, look, there was a lot of no's and rejections because I didn't know what I was doing and people were, they're being inconvenienced. And I didn't realize the inconvenience back then. But again, I was blind to their feeling. I was, I was blind to being the selling side because I wanted this eagerness of going out and making a sale because I wanted the business to work so bad. Um, but it got to a point where I adjusted my sales pitch and tweaks and, and approached people, whether it's in person or on phone. And I would bring to them an actual physical opportunity. And I'd knock on the door and say, yeah, so what do you want? I'm like, look, I have this opportunity here. I want to, you know, five minutes of your time. I'd literally sit down with them at their, at their coffee table or their kitchen table. And we'd go through the opportunity. And that's how I started uh, getting more and more uh, people to say yes and start a conversion of more and more sales. And when I realized uh, it dawned on me early in my career, I was lucky enough that I did do it early enough because sadly, I still talk to people who've been doing this for years. They're cold calling the old ways, they're door knocking the old ways. They think, you know, listings are the way to go. And they are, look, it, listings are fantastic, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, people who generally hire listing agents are, it's from a referral or they know someone or they know someone who's an expert in the neighborhood. It generally doesn't come by way of cold calling. And I'm sure people are listening like, no, I'm a cold caller and it works and I got three listings last year. And, like three listings isn't a lot. If, if that's what you're getting from cold calling, it's not worth your time. If you're doing that from door knocking, it's not worth your time. You're inconveniencing uh, the sellers. You're inconveniencing the neighborhood. Your name's going to be tarnished more than it's going to be honored. And when it comes to real estate sales, you give real estate people a bad name uh, by doing that. And it's not uh, helpful. But if you do it the way I do it, um, where I approach people, I cold call people, um, there's technology, amazing technology now that there's sort of pre-dials, there's dialers which you didn't have back then, that, that roto-dial people and lists that you have. There's people that you can phone who do it for you. There's technology now where we actually send out the opportunity that we have to find, of course, but it sends it out and the whole system is done seamlessly. Now text messages people and most of our um, outward or outbound calling is done uh, with our computer system. So it's, it's an amazing way. So now the phone calls that are inbound coming back to me 
are people who have vetted the opportunity. They want to invest. It's a yes. It's a green light. It's just a matter of uh, sifting through who I want to work with. And it's a much better way to cold call and door knocking. And that is my cold calling story. So I hope you enjoyed it. That's our episode this week of followmetomillions.com. And if you want to go follow us, just go to the website. You can follow our podcast and uh, like us on Facebook at uh, Young Realty Inc. And follow us on you know, Instagram and YouTube and we're all over the place. So it was great talking with you and I hope you enjoyed it.